Hello and welcome to episode eight of Gone Off on a Tangent. My name is Adam Stocks and I am joined by one man who is the product of sexual intercourse between Sean Dyche and John Hartson and out popped Dan Taylor. Good evening, Dan. Hello. And I'm also joined by a man that if he was smothered in chocolate would muller himself. That is Carl Stubbs. Oh, mate, that is harsh. That's all right. Hello. No, you're definitely having yourself. You'd be, you'd be tucking in. No bother. Yeah, you would if you look like this. <laughs> Modesty <laughs> now. Here he is. <laughs> I might as well live up to the intro if you're giving me it. Yeah, true. Episode eight is brought to you by the Active Arena in Lincoln. Lincoln's first indoor football venue. Four purpose-built state-of-the-art pitches for multi-purpose use. A sports bar, now open, sort of, offering food and drink 9am to 10pm daily. Uh, the kids' clubs are now open for mini-kicks, etc. And he'll be open in May for us lot to go and get drunk. Is still running the Dads and Lads It's Time for a Teen Talk initiative. I think it starts soon, uh, which is a 12-week programme uh, focused on mental health for men, uh, which is, as we all agree, fantastic. So, yeah, thank you to Active Arena for sponsoring us as always. Let's get on with the show. He's going to be, disappo- be disappointed with that ad. You sound awful, mate. How many beers did you have over the weekend? I had an incredibly heavy Saturday night after... Well, now you've brought it up. Let's talk about but- it. So, uh, Leeds wondered then. Man City, get in there. And then we're going to the Yeah, so sorry I sound rough, but I'm, I'm 33 now and they take a couple of days to get over. And when that the, when that winner went in and I was going absolutely snooker loopy around the living room and uh, I couldn't bosh the beers down quick enough, I was so excited. What an, what an absolute win. See, that win, boys, that win is not just for Leeds fans. That win is for everyone who still holds football in high regard. You can have all the money in the world. You can have the best so-called manager in the world. And Leeds United are still going to stick two past you with 10 men. Don't you worry about that, boys. Up the whites. Get in there. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. He comes from Argentina. Yeah, my neighbours must have thought I'd strangled a cat. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm there. Uh, Apologies, but my throat is a bit red raw. But we're fine. We're fine. We get on with the show. We're professionals. So let's crack on with the news. Well, the first news item was Leeds and Bielsa, but I think I've covered that. So you can fuck that right off. That's next. (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing that twice. I'm bored of it already. Well, the first bit's staying in the edit, so good luck with that one. Uh, The first news uh, (laughs) item uh, of this evening, of episode eight, the assistant ref signing the autograph, Octavian... Sovra, the Romanian assistant referee, who is has now been suspended by, I believe, UEFA and the Romanian FA for getting Haaland to sign his cards for a charity. So, where do you, where do you land on this one, boys? Did I mean? Did he was his first intention the, the, the charity the charity angle, or has he just kind of backtracked into? Oh shit! I best say something here because I look like an absolute weapon. Well, I I firstly hammered him on Twitter. Why? Either way, either phone. way, does it matter? Um, well, yeah, either way, I I still don't think he should have done it. But I think there's a level of professionalism, and I'm not. I just no. I, why? Why shouldn't he do it? Well, no. Listen, Stubbsy, I've not got a, the game I've not got a problem. With, I've not got a problem with the, the game. No, no, no. Listen, I've I've not got a problem with it. 
at all. But just don't do it in front of the camera. It just seems a bit silly, really. Just seems like he's got caught. It's a bit daft, I know, but I'm not bothered. He, he could have waited until you're in your tracksuit on the way out the ground. I don't think anyone would have batted an eyelid. It's literally the fact they walked off the pitch and were literally in the tunnel fucking two, three minutes. Yeah, but they were the down the tunnel out the way. Yeah, but like, it didn't look good, Stubbsy. I must admit, it didn't look good. Nah, it's fucking pony, I think. I mean, it's, I spoke to someone in football about it and, they, and they, they said to me was, well, he won't get another chance because the referee just goes straight into that little room. I thought, well, he can go and knock on the door away from the cameras and Harlan doesn't strike me as a dickhead. So, I don't know. I just, I, it's interesting though, Stubbs, that you've taken the, the full-on defence mode. That's, that's interesting to me that you've just gone, no, no, I'm, I'm absolutely cool with it. Don't be shit. Is that where you're at? Yeah, 100%. It, what, at the end of the day, players sort of shirts and... Like they've just played against each other and kicked seven. Well, not so much anymore, but they've played against each other. A really competitive game of football, and then they swap shirts at the end of the game. What's wrong with a referee saying, oh, "I'm just doing a bit of charity work. You won't mind just signing this for us." What's wrong with that? I think there's ways around it. You're supposed to be neutral. You're an you're a referee, you're an assistant referee. Can't be just asking for yeah. autographs and camera. You're not you're not doing anything though. You've you've got there's the biggest player on the pitch at that game, one of the most famous names in football at the minute, and you're doing some charity work. The game's finished. What does it matter if you get his autograph? But mate, like I... you, oh, by the way, don't worry, mate. I'll get you. I'll I'll make sure you score a few next time out. As much as I agree with that, I just think you just could have done it away from the camera. I just thought it was a bit silly. I just thought it was a mistake, really. More, I don't think he should be suspended. I honestly don't. And, 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 and as I say, I, I was quite quick to jump on him um, on Twitter. And th then when it starts to come out about the charity stuff, you go, okay. But I just, just thought it was a bit naive, really. I just thought it was a bit silly just to do it, just do it away from the camera. There's, I honestly you know, doubt, I doubt he knew that there was even a camera on him. Yeah. Else he would have done it out on the pitch. He's done it down the tunnel where he thought he was out of the way. Not for one minute do you think that some clown with nothing better to do is going to take a picture of him and stitch him up. No, it's a tunnel cam, mate. They've literally got cameras shoved down there, watch him come in and out pre-game and post-game. There's, there's a tunnel cam. So he must know there's a tunnel cam because, you know what I mean, he's in he's a UEFA official. He must know that most Champions League nights, that's one of the angles they want to cover. Oh, I don't know. Our next story is the return of Carlton Palmer to English football. He is the new manager of Grantham Town. Up oh, the gingerbreads, who are a local side to where we live in Lincoln. Uh, absolutely came out of nowhere, this story, DT. Showtime. Fucking hell. I can't believe, like, it's one of those stories. Like, one of them, I mean, it was like kind of when... Maheta Malango was announced as the PFA guy. It's one of those that you just it makes you double take because obviously he was related, he played for Lincoln, so you automatically recognise the name. Obviously, Carlton Palmer's known by well, everyone in football who's grown up around the Premier League eras, but like straight away, it was like, what? <laughs> Where the fucking hell has that come from? Grantham. There was no talk about it before, prior to it, or anything really. It just kind of appeared on news feeds and that was that. So Curtis Woodhouse liked the tweet and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Because I thought it might be Curtis Woodhouse has got the job because he's, he's managed at Gainsborough and some other. I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then and then it was like, that news just broke. I was like, that's just mental. Welcome back, Carlton Palmer. He's got an unbelievable record as, at Gainsborough as well, didn't he? Curtis Woodhouse. He's a good manager, I think. I'm not sure where he'll end up next. He had a really good, he had a really, really good record at Gainsborough. 
he tweeted about it the other day because people were giving him a bit on uh, Twitter, I think. And he just come back with his record at Gainsborough with where he, like, when he entered the club to when he left the club, like, where Gainsborough had come and gone to. It's quite impressive. Yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah, I don't know where he's going next, but he did definitely do a very good job. He's a, and he's a good follow on Twitter, actually. I think he's, um, he doesn't mind giving it a bit, as you'd imagine. He but... called someone out, didn't he? Didn't he, didn't he call someone out? He, he just rocked up at their door, like found out where they lived and actually just went and had the face-to-face conversation with someone who was giving him absolute pelters online. Managed to find out where he lived and just rocked up and just said, well, I'm here to have the conversation. Basically. Next boxer, Curtis Woodhouse, turns up at your house. Brilliant. He's fairly under. Well, yeah, sorry, fairly Curtis. Under all... sorry. He said there's a couple of videos on that. Have you seen um, you seen the one with Ruby Walsh as well? Oh, there's a video of it on, on YouTube. So somebody, some bloke on Twitter um tweeted him from like a blank profile with an egg, that like their profile pictures an egg. And he knocks on the door and he's like, oh. Are you such and such the bloke who looks like an egg or whatever that's told me that I've deliberately <laughs> fell off a horse? Well, you come in with me, mate. So he like takes me in the back of his van, gets up to the speed that they're traveling, like on the back of a horse. He said, Go on then, jump off then. If I'm deliberately jumping off horses, jump off now, jump off the back of the van. And he's like, No, I'm sorry, Ruby, I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's it's not to watch. Good last. I'll dig that out, I think. So, yeah, so. Back on uh, on on Carton, yeah, he's um, got a very strange managerial record, but I think um, we're all big fans of the Under the Cosh podcast, and he was he was interesting to say the very least on there. And oh, been... <laughs> that was a brilliant episode. And there's brilliant. been quite a few that have played for him, just saying what an absolute lunatic he is in the dressing room. So it's going to be a it's going to be one to watch very closely because it's, it's local to us. So we should, in theory, see see a lot of it. And you boys have got links to non-league, so I'd be fascinated to hear. We'll pick up on it in a month or so. See what's happening. But it's um, it's crazy when play, when sort of ex players drop down to the sort of lower leagues and and try and manage like. I'm trying to think. Like I'm thinking of like Jimmy Bullard, who went and had a go at. Um, was it Leatherhead he went to? Yeah. This is like a similar sort of thing, really, isn't it? Um, uh, an ex ex pro going to have a crack at lower league management. I mean, it doesn't tend to work out that well nine times out of ten, either, does it? It's not the world they used to, is it? Yeah, it's quite, exactly exactly right. When they used to live in the full time lifestyle, and there's no now going to be rocking up to part-time footballers where they've just finished a day on day on building a house or whatever, and then they've got to go play 90 minutes for him. We'll be uh, keen to see it, because they've generally got a, a decent setup down at uh, Grantham. They've got a decent little youth set up and all the rest of it. I know a few lads that used to play down there as well. Well, we'll stick a pin on it and have a look next season then, shall we? See how he gets on with pre-season and, and everything else and... Sure, yeah, definitely. They must have some money though down there now. If they're getting Carlton Palmer, because he's not going to go down there for nothing, is he? Oh, interesting. <clears throat> it's interesting. Is it? it just came out of left field, didn't it? That was what caught me. It just came out of absolute nowhere. Is that Bob Baltar out of the blue? Absolutely no prior kind of warning that it was happening. Not you know, not that it bothers us, but when well, as soon as you see, you just think, hmm, okay, fair enough. I remember Carl Palmer very vividly because he, he was 
he was in that really shit lead side I watched growing up. Sort of that awkward time between winning the league and nearly getting relegated most years. And he was just dog shit. But he was so gangly and just wandering around the pitch. It was fucking awful. All I can really picture him is his Sheffield Wednesday days. Yeah. A little bit of forest. Don't really remember him with much else. I think he, he managed really Stockport, short, I think, when, when Lincoln were in the same league um, as well, I think, briefly. What I find odd about it is he spent the last seven years working as a director of sports at a private school in Shanghai. How in, the fuck did that come about? In Shanghai, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's got a proper random CV. He's only taken over part-time as well. What I want to know... What I want to know is how he wore such short shorts because I bet he's got an absolute length on it. <laughs> Tied in a knot. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a chopper and art, to be fair. <laughs> That's a one wood, I'm telling you now. That is a one wood, yeah. You, yeah. You, what's the famous saying? You wouldn't want it behind your ear as a pencil. <laughs> no, no. Or if you're Paul Fisher, you wouldn't want it as a what on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> our next story is the famous streaker from uh, Granada versus Man United so after doing a bit of a bit of research on this guy uh, it's a guy called Olmo Garcia he's a local man uh, he's known as the naked man of Granada so uh, Garcia has been strutting around the southern Spanish city fully nude since 2016 even in the dead of winter so seeing his naked body didn't really bother anybody because they've all seen it. But what was fascinating about this is he hid for 14 hours pre-game so he could run on the pitch as a streaker. What an absolute legend. All I'm thinking is, he's like, he's got in there, he's hide under this canvas, and he's just like, all right, quick wank then. And he's probably sat there for about four hours thinking the same thing. How many times do you reckon he ripped the head off it when he was laid under there? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what? Do, you reckon, do you reckon that was actually part of his to-do list or just get on the pitch now? <laughs> I don't know, what else would you do when you laid under there? It's not like you've got, you've got that much else to do, is there? Oh, you must be freezing. Well, I would have... Well, if, if we I all ever end up in that situation... Done. Looks cold. In a hell of a beer. Yeah, he's, picked a nice, he, he's picked a nice area to do it in, though, hasn't he? Where was it? Severe. It did make me laugh. Twitter was good. Twitter was saying, "Oh, Fellaini's let himself go." <laughs> yeah, to say he's the naked man of Granada and he's wandering around, he's hardly doing it in, like, say, in, in Moscow, is he? You know what I mean? Like minus thirty-five, or he's not doing it in Canada. We can all be brave in the heat. Yeah, fucking grow a pair, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna be the, the naked man of anywhere, get yourself to Ontario, Canada, brave boy. <laughs> Minus twenty-seven, or at least South End or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, old big dick. <laughs> You're obsessed with Woolworths tonight, aren't you? Fuck it, yeah. Well, it's a streaker. What else are we going to talk about? We're not talking about his yeah. eyes, are we? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. it's a shame because the most recent streakers have always been sort of birds working for Paddy Power and that. And they're just wandering on with their with their whaps out. And this guy's gone full old school, like dishevelled man. 
He's like a trench coat shot. Yeah. Wilson! <laughs> Would you ever consider it, Stubbsy? Just a streaker. Um, I don't think I've got the turn of pace. I, I 100% haven't got the minerals for it. I couldn't do it. Nah. 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 Do you know what? Like, it'd be banter for like five minutes, wouldn't it? And then you've got to realise that you're paying a massive fine and you're like, probably can't go to a football match for some time. Yeah, probably not worth it when you add it all up. I do think, though, the day Sean Dyche finally leaves Burnley, that DT should do it. So everyone just assumes that Dyche has lost his shit and he's just streaking. <laughs> like West Brom versus Stoke. <laughs> Fucking Sean Dyche has lost his shit. He's taken getting sacked yeah. back, isn't he? <laughs> do you want to see me knob? As he runs across it's the really, pitch. It's really affected him. <laughs> <laughs> he's lost his shit. It's not going to be West Brom versus Stoke because West Brom are staying in the Prem. I still, I still don't fancy your chances, Stubbsy. It'd be the hell of a call, but I still don't fancy. Have you not seen us tonight? I say, us, us, oh, it's us now. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Fucking hell! It's still a tall just, task. It is, but Big Sam in Big Sam, I trust. The seven points off still, Stubbsy. So he's still looking a bit tight. Mate, I've had enough of your negativity. <laughs> Don't let it affect the team. On to our last story, which, well, to be fair, is going to be brought to you by Stubbsy because it's not a horse racing story. So tell us all about Rachel Blackmore, Stubbsy. Well, I'd, I've spoke about her quite a lot after the Cheltenham success, but, I mean, the woman just goes from strength, strength to strength. Like, her performance, the Grand National ride, after having a really difficult festival, actually, she got heavily criticised after a, a fall, which um, on the first day of the festival, um, but to come back and break every single piece of history around the Grand National to become the first ever woman to win the Grand National. Absolutely incredible. I mean, I was an absolute mess listening to her interview. I don't know what whether you two managed to gasp it, but wow. I didn't even it see was the incredible. Race. Just saw my, my horses lose, swore about you, and then cracked on. <laughs> I forgot. The worst thing is, I'd say, like, I put money, well, I haven't put money on it. I put three bets on it. Manila Times have been putting three bets on it for a couple of weeks that I forgot all about. Well, so the that big race nice came on, and you hadn't backed it. Yeah. No, I had backed it. I just put loads, of free, put loads of free bets on it that I forgot about. Oh, so it came <laughs> so in. That, it's like that Eddie Hearn, yeah, Eddie Hearn video. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> the one tip he doesn't give anybody on his tips page yeah, or on the podcast, hell. and it could it romps him. Yeah, but to be fair, I absolutely cleaned up that day. So Was it a suggested tip on the app? Uh, no, but I'd won the, I'd won the first four races prior to that. So all my followers were fairly... Uh, Fairly happy, I think, on uh, on some Saturday. Sorry, where can they and find that? And then one again, uh, only footy and horses on uh, TikTok and Twitter. Go well, check it out if you like your betting. I've given up again now. I've retired again after I put fifty p on a stupid bet tonight. I've given up. So for the first week, because the season has started, it is time for your goat borg update. Up the goats. Up the goats. 
<laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> for this feature, our sponsored team, Goatborg, uh, drew nil-nil in their opening fixture of the, uh, of the league Solid season. performance. Nice clean sheet Solid. to start the season now. Solid yeah. performance. That's what we like from the Goats. That's what I was looking for. Solid start, wasn't it? Good, good away point. Yeah, clean sheet, away game. It's your home games where you win leagues. Home games are where you win leagues. I don't know if you, um, if you checked out the uh, Alice for Scan this weekend, sponsored by DHL. They don't sponsor us, but you can be if you want, boys. There was a lot of goals anywhere, to be fair, in the division. A lot of tight games. So it's going to, be, going to be a tight division, I think, this year. Yeah. Um, I know about yeah. as much of the Alskovaskovaska as uh, like I do N- NFL, to be fair. I feel like you're letting yourself down. I think you're letting the podcast down. Uh, this is our team, Dan. This is our team. It's got Bog. It's our teammate. And I think you just really start paying attention. You just said it differently to what you did five minutes ago. Yeah, because you can express yourself. As a Goat Borgian, you can express yourself, mate. <laughs> Any way you want. Big game next week, though. AIK next week. Absolute massive game next week. We're playing IKEA next week. Playing IKEA next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they like to play a flat back four. Hey! <laughs> That's one of the funniest things you've said on it. They do fold, though, unfortunately. Hey! <laughs> Any more? Come on, Stubbo. <laughs> so that was your Goat Borg update. And we'll keep you abreast of the situation all through the season. Hopefully, we can go all go out and get pissed when Goat Borg inevitably win the league. Up the Goats. So, more exciting news, boys, for the podcast. The like London Buses. Not one, but two sponsors. This sponsor was wrangled by Dan Taylor. Dan, tell us all about them. As a pod, we've managed to secure another sponsorship through Clavering's Removal and Clearance. Anything to do with moving house, removals, clearance, storage options. They've got a website, so www.clavering's.co.uk, and that you can contact them on 07904. 546036. They're also got an email address which is info at claverings.co.uk. They, they come highly recommended on Trustpilot, voted 4.5 stars out of five. And I think you've got a couple to read out, Adam. Yeah, there's one here. It's um Alan from Burnley, who I think they moved in a couple of weeks ago. It said really friendly, uh, ate all my biscuits, and one of them looked like the Burnley manager, Sean Dyche. That's what it says here. Four, five stars, which I thought was impressive. Uh, there's another one here um, from uh, Glyn in Cardiff. He said, uh, was going to use a different company, didn't, decided to use Claverings. They were wonderful. Really good to have the famous ex-Welsh striker, John Hartson, moved me in, which I thought was uh, a wonderful He didn't touch. sound very Welsh. Well, I'm reading it on his behalf, Stubbsy. Thank you to Claverings for sponsoring us. We really appreciate the support, guys. Uh, do an advert every week whether you like it or not apparently um, if you request one of their workers um, he's quite happy to do accents at around 3pm as well well that's good to know what a, what a USP that is have you got any examples Carl ah you just give it not, well it's not me obviously but no, you no, just want to I'm used like, to an example give, of I could give you an ex, I could give you an example of what the accent yeah, sound like yeah, what would you want mate because you've uh, got to request it well I imagine they'd be Australian wouldn't they I'd imagine that'd be knocking about no mate I'll go straight into Jordy at three o'clock
So just before we start the next section, which is going to be show and tell, just a quick thanks to our media guru, uh, the guy that helped us get all set up in the first place, get us on Apple, Spotify, etc. Um, he will remain nameless because he's just started a new job. So uh, we're going to effectually uh, call him Terry Tibbs. So uh, talk to me, Terry. Talk to me. Talk to me, Terry. Terry, talk to me. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Oh, get some microphones, Terry. Get some microphones, Terry. <laughs> Terry Tibbs, talk to me. You know who you are, lad. So thank you for Spotify. Thank you for helping us uh, along thank the you way. For Spotify in this. <laughs> yeah. Even if even if you did put one of the episodes out at the wrong time. He also he also needs thanking for sorting out the the episode numbers on on Apple Podcasts because that was driving my OCD up the piss. Oh yes, yeah. for anyone listening who's got OCD, if you now go on Apple, we're in the correct order, which which for me and DT was amazing because it really was becoming a bit of a, I really want to rip my skin off. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. So didn't affect Stubbsy, strangely. I don't think he even knows we're on Apple. I think he just turns up every Monday and talks for two hours. I do listen back, mate. Right. The problem is my voice is fucking boring, so I don't like listening to it. <laughs> Keep tuning in. <laughs> yeah, to hear this dullard every week. <laughs> Many do, mate. In their hundreds, they listen to this. Their hundreds. Well, in well, their droves. Just on from that, I think uh, the, we've had a had a few uh, of my catchphrases been bellowed out around the, the city of Lincoln now, haven't we? And it's coming out yeah, again this week, isn't it? The catchphrase. I've- Hopefully we'll be hearing it again a little later. So we're going to be in the pub soon. And what I'm very much excited for, Stubbsy, is being having a beer with you, you having your telephone out and you matching somebody on Tinder and yelling at the top of your voice, <laughs> it's a match! <laughs> <laughs> As you oh, take some hell. unfortunate lady back to your pad. Boudoir. Give her the finest three and a half minutes of her life. I'll take three and a half minutes. <laughs> PB. PB. <laughs> <laughs> two, two and a half minutes of that is you doing fucking handstands, let alone the sex. <laughs> oh, I can do, oh, I can do the crab. <laughs> <laughs> As she fucking crabs out the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sex is great at that, but have you ever seen a crab? <laughs> no, no, love, not them, not them crabs. <laughs> We've got those crabs. <laughs> it's a match. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I built this Instagram profile, as you can see. Yeah, so just these photos here, they're from, they're from lockdown. A lot of people found it hard, but as you can see, I really worked on my core, as you can see. <laughs> Uh, right, it's time for show and tell, and it is my show and tell. Um, before oh, we move on, for, on from that, oh. you've literally just you've literally just guaranteed I'm single for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the demographic you look after that yourself, mate. To be fair, yeah, mate, I don't <laughs> think many females listening to this podcast. So I think you're absolutely safe, mate. I think the demographic is fairly well male. I think so. I think it's, but it's a good job, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, we don't put you in the best light, to be fair. Unbelievable. Right. I'm actually, for any females that are listening, I'm actually a very nice guy, um, a gentleman, um, unopinionated, um, quite shy. Um, yeah, right. I think that'll do. 
wears lycra a lot, drinks G and T. Yeah. Um basically your dream guy. Right, it's time for this week's edition of Show and Tell. And it's my go around this week, actually. So following on from my exuberance at the start of this podcast when I was very excited about um Leeds putting two past Man City. Um it was the first time this season I've genuinely after the game, I've been well, I was getting quite drunk, so maybe that was half the battle, but I got quite upset that I, I was like, I was like, well, of all the games to go to this year, and I would have been in the away end with my dad, and it sort of hit me like a ton of bricks this weekend that we've gone a long time now without going to football. And for those that have listened to it since episode one, all three of us go to games. So we 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 go home and away with our clubs and we have done for years. So we're very we're very much not your armchair fans. So I just wanted us all just to touch on the obscure things we miss about going to games. So, um, DT, do you want to go first? Uh, so, I mean, there's, there is, there are so many um, that you kind of, I mean, just even like something so simple, like going into the ground, having a bovril. I, I just miss having a bovril with my old man, like just before the, the game starts, you know, just that half an hour, 40 minutes before the game, just chewing the fat um, and talking about the game, what do you reckon the score's going to be? It's just not the same. Like, we don't have a message now, and it's just like, you just go through the, you're going through the kind of process that you you would normally go through, but it's just not It's just not the same. You'd rather be doing it with the tannoy on in the background, and the team's being read out, and the smell of onions in the burger van, and all that sort of thing that goes with it. And I'm just glad even you like said the that. I'm glad you said that, DT. <clears throat> that, was, that was on my list, and I, I genuinely miss that smell. Of, of that smell when I know yeah. my life is back when I smell those grilled onions that I know yeah. when it wafts through the air I, that, that I know my life's back when I get that smell back 100% yeah. and it, it's, it's interesting because you miss you miss the stupid things like I miss the routine of sort of picking my dad up and, and being really panicky about parking and then you park because you park every week and it's absolutely fine and then you, you do that I think I said in a previous pod that we go for like three walks around the ground and stuff. And it's just, it's really the small things. It's, it's crazy what you miss from your routine. What do you miss, Stubbsy? Uh, Mozza's salad on the way home. Shag me. <laughs> That's definitely obscure. Uh, Honestly, hell. mate, name something better. You've just had an away game. Your team's just won. You're on the way home. You see the the golden arch of Morrison's, not McDonald's. You walk in, you've got the salad bar there. Oh, shag me. I'm going to shock you. I've never had a Morrison's salad bar. Mate, you need to you need to sort yourself out. How do you get past the sausage rolls? I like four for a quid and they're just phenomenal at Morrison's. It's a good shot, Morrison's. Uh, sponsorship is available, Morrison's, if, if you need to stretch your legs a little bit and get on a podcast. <laughs> Your catchphrase can be salad shag me, apparently. That's uh, that's, that's going Mozza's, on. Mozza's salad shag me. I'm happy to do any voiceovers for any adverts. Yeah, well, you're available. You admitted about 10 minutes ago you're a boring cunt, so I'm not quite sure how that's going. It's funny, though, isn't it? Because uh, like, I, I even miss... Like the, you know the long the long away trips like the really long ones like your Bournemouths in this world and stuff and there's like 
2,000 of you or 3,000 of you that's gone down. So you all obviously leave the ground at the same time and you, then you fuck off on your journey, you get in your car, blah, blah. And then you all like reconvene at a service station like two hours later. And then you just cut out about, you're like you're queuing for a coster at two in the morning just to keep yourself awake. And you're just talking to some random stranger just been to the same games. It's just, if you're not a football fan and you don't go to games, I just, I just, you're missing out. Absolutely. If you just watch it on the telly, you're completely missing out on, on what it means. Even if you lose, even if you've lost, just, just to be coming back from a game. It's just, I don't know, it's like, it's just incredible. I just miss it so much. I just, I miss everything about yeah, it. Yeah, like, like those, like you say, those long, long journeys to away games, the, the and, and even like winning a real scrappy game, one them coming home and being able to fucking, just, you're just on the high, aren't you, for the rest of the weekend? or on a Tuesday night or whatever. And it's the adrenaline that gets you home on those long journeys. Like, it's just, there is no, there is no feeling like it. It is it's it, incredibly bizarre that it's been over a year since we last walked into a ground. It doesn't feel that, it, it does feel that long ago, but it, it doesn't as well. Sometimes you, you say like, it's like 13 months ago and you think, bloody hell, like, that has absolutely flown in a way. Like, I can't really believe it's been that long, but then when you actually break it down you think fucking hell yeah it's it has been a while it's even longer for the cars behind you isn't it dt you're sat in the outside lane and no one can get past you <laughs> yeah, classic one in his purple ronnie car <laughs> Just honestly mate there's only there's only one lane on a motorway dan's driving the outside one <laughs> and he's, he's driving a rb if you've got your foot down mate he's driving it misses his car you can't miss it yeah yeah, that oh, is. champion what blue. Cool that is. Oh. <laughs> it's purple, mate. It's purple, Rabina Berry. It's not Going what I fucking ordered, though, is it? We're, we're all aware that it isn't what I ordered, and it's all very funny for every cunt that's not driving. Well, there's not even champion blue. Yeah, I have a fucking purple dildo car, son. Uh, anyway, the giant, I the giant blob of Ribena flying down the outside lane of the F1. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah. the next advert, the next advert that Ribena produced will just be Dan's car driving down. <laughs> I think we've gone off on a tangent. Here, Hello, pretty ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. bet you missed the fucking free lifts the games tomorrow. Oh, that touched a nerve. Oh, yeah, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. And then falling asleep on the way home and leaving you graft. Yeah. I've got to say though, boys. I mean, I, I, as I said earlier about going to away games and that. I, I, I've, again, I've said this, but I follow my club, etc. And I was, um, you earn your stripes in this game. And I remember we were on a, we were on a work trip. Uh, we had a couple of days in France. Uh, we actually got steamboated for two days, courtesy of a wine supplier. And we, the, the image of you two literally pelting your way through passport control, trying to get down to Exeter, will live with me long in a memory, boys. It was we made it, though. We literally walked second, in the ground as they were kicking off. For the second leg of the playoffs, there was only 300 odd tickets available because their ground was under reconstruction and stuff. And yeah, left Birmingham Airport and flew down, having picked up two lads as well that met us halfway there and went down in one car. And uh, yeah, and then on the way home, there was an agreement that we would uh, we'd share the drive, me and Stubbo. 
and uh, we got halfway, dropped the lads back off at their car, and I said, he said, oh, you're all right for a bit longer. I said, yeah, that's fine, I'll do another hour. And then it came halfway, I'm literally like, windows down, music oh, loud, I fucking shouting at him, <laughs> punching him, and he wakes up a fucking panel ground about and goes, fucking hell, we got back quick. I'm, like, I'm literally like... <laughs> To be fair, I got us from Birmingham Airport. Was it Birmingham? Yeah, it was Birmingham. Yeah, from Birmingham Airport at five o'clock, I think we got through customs, customs, whatever they're called, passport control, and all the rest of it, down to Exeter by two four uh, by seven forty-five. Genius. Yeah, no laws were broke during the uh, journey. No, I did um, seventy mile an hour. Prove it. In terms of. in terms of like skin of the teeth, we literally walked round the corner to our seats as as Lincoln were kicking off, and yeah, so we didn't miss didn't miss any of the game. I mean, to be honest, half part of me wishes that we had because we got absolutely <laughs> stuffed. So yeah, you've got to earn but, them stripes, um, though, boys. You've got to earn them. I, I was just thinking just then that we've just we've just uh, again. I'm sorry to repeat myself. We've just beaten Man City, uh, but that that. All I've got. Should have mentioned it. Yeah, should have mentioned it. Stuart Dallas got two. Um, Just um, the only memory of that is just going to be me in the living room. Whereas I distinctly remember the feeling of being Reading in the 93rd minute last year. I distinctly remember it was eight o'clock kickoff because it was kickoff at eight. It was a Wednesday night. I've been for a pizza before and it we absolutely mullered him for like the 93 minutes and the last second and you that that was the game that you so proudly came into the sales meeting and said that you started your first chant as an away game 32 years of age I was and it was my first you, chant I have had three clever children boy. I've had three children and that is the proudest my dad's ever looked to me <laughs> he's seen me score winners in finals he's seen me win leagues as a as a footballer sort of and that was the proudest he was of me um, as I started that chant, which uh, will, will always live with me. Um, it brings a slight tear to the eye, I'm honest. It was such a proud day for the Stocks family. So, yeah, so watched it on telly. It just doesn't compare. Just, just nowhere near. So it's, um, I miss it. I really miss it. And I just, I just can't wait. I just, I'm, I'm desperate to get in on the 23rd. I'm hoping we can get in um, for at least one game. But part luck in it. The thing that I um, I miss in a weird way is that when they were kind of like all ticket away games and you had to kind of you have to get online and and beat the rush as the window opens to try and get your ticket and actually that had become quite a quite a skilled feat of trying to like get the, the right amount of tickets for the people that were in your car or that would go you were going to the game with and everything. Um, it's just just you had about that seven you... screens open at what at once, didn't you? Trying oh, to get them. Well, t- specifically for that extra game, I did. I had like my work phone, my phone, my work laptop, my my laptop, and the mainframe at my mum and dad's, just trying to make sure that we got the tickets refreshing and stuff. Trying to make sure we got as many, you know, the the amount of tickets we needed. But it's the things you do, isn't it? Like you just, you know, you do anything to to be at these games. Like the thought of not being there was unbearable compared to the journey, the cost, everything. Like the thought of yeah. missing something mm-hmm. just, and then we've gone and missed the whole fucking season. Just, just awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. There's a, there's a, another side to this as well. Like without getting too uh, thinking about it, obviously with, with all, we've all been through this awful scenario last five months. And there's a guy that sits to the right of my mate, Jim, who joined us on the podcast a while ago. 
And I just want to make sure he's all right. He was at every home game. Yeah. Shook his hand every week, said hello to him, asked him how the family were. I've, I've, no, I've yeah. no idea if that, that dude's all right. And I just can't wait yeah, to exactly. get on the ground and make sure he's all right. It's just crazy, isn't it? Just amazing. And we've all got that. We've all got people that have sat around us for donkey's years. And you don't even know the yeah. name. You just, you just know the face. It's just incredible. Just incredible what, what you get from, from going, going to grounds. Just, just incredible. So, yeah, let's hope this, this shit fucks off soon and let's, let's get ourselves back in because um, I need it back, if I'm honest. For, for me, for my own sanity, I need it back. Don't we all, mate? Don't we all? Right, let's close the show. Episode eight. Rank me off. Stubbsy. Good evening. The, well, in my opinion, favourite part of the show, but I am quite biased since it's my item. Um, so, I've noticed a theme with the rank me off, so I try and link them in with what's gone on in the show previously. So, I've got you five sports people. I want you to rank in order of who you would want to get an autograph from. So, number one is Michael Van Gerwen. Number two is Jack Leach. Number three is Fabian Bartes. Number four is Andre Agassi. And number five is Mike Tyndall. Great. Add me in there. You've got fucking half a dozen eggs, haven't you? <laughs> Oh, are they are they all bald, Dan? I I did not realise. Uh, well done, Carl. Aren't you a clever boy? <laughs> <laughs> Andre Agassi did have hair at one point. If that helps, they probably all did. But you know what I mean? He was quite. Famous. I'm pretty sure they all did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are you all sorted, boys? Are you, are you ready to go? Yeah. So. Uh... Yeah. DT, we're going to start with you this week with your number five, please. Uh, my number five is Mike Tyndall, just because it's <laughs> rugby related. Honestly, couldn't give a shit if I walked past him in the street. He's married to royalty, mate. So? All right. <laughs> Get free. Not bothered then. <laughs> <laughs> Bit emotional about that. Anyway, Stocks, what about your <laughs> number five? Uh, number five, Bartes. Oh, no match. Uh, why is that um, number five, mate? One simple reason, he's ex-Manchester United, so I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, right. Apparently he used to smoke before games. What an idiot. Wouldn't surprise us. And before training. Didn't they? They used to smoke. Pillow smoke, or I made that up. I think Zidane used to enjoy a, a fag. Yeah, you don't see it so much these days, do you? I don't know. We had, anyway. like, we had five Italians used to smoke in the, in the hotel before kicking off Leeds in the back 2015. Absolute <laughs> shockers. One of the shite. Yeah, it's not really what you would want from your championship. Well, what league was you in then? Yeah, uh, championship, yeah. Championship. Yeah, championship footballer. Just having a quick dart before. Honestly, there was like five of them outside the hot... Uh, what hotel were they in? Probably a Premier in there with that owner at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Lenny Edwards. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, uh, number four, please, Stocksy. We'll go straight back to you. Uh, Van Gerwen, number four, because I couldn't care less. He, he would be last, but he's... he's 
Bartes needed to be put last. So, yeah, he's a darts player. You might as well get my autograph. It doesn't, it doesn't mean out, does it? It's pointless. He's just a fat bloke. Yeah, but he's, he looks like DT if he had a beard. <laughs> he actually looks like one of my mates who won't be listening to this because he lives in New Zealand and uh, I don't think he's got the internet. He's too busy chasing sheep. But, I'd, I'd, yeah, he's he's just not my cup of tea. I don't like darts. So he, honestly, he's completely irrelevant to me. <laughs> DT, number four? Well, well, you'll be really pleased with this car because I've also got Michael Van Gogh at number four. Match, match, match. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's because he just looks like a bloke who'll have like horrendous halitosis. There's a word for you, Stubbs. that mean? As soon as you've said that, I've gone accurate. I feel like that's accurate. Don't you think? Don't you yeah, think he just looks like his breath? What does it mean? It's bad breath. I, it's just bad breath. Like, I just well, reckon it bad fucking hongs. <laughs> because bad I want to see your face look confused. Halitosis. I've never heard of that. Correct. Well, you have now. Anyway, school day. this week, on this week's Carl's Word of the Week, we have halitosis. <laughs> the only person that doesn't know what halitosis means. Uh, at G-O-A-T Angent on Twitter, if you don't know what halitosis means. <laughs> then nobody's going to admit to it, are they? Nobody wants to be set a poll up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christmas. we need to... Be honest, though, lads. Like, Don't make me look a mug. Anyway, what you were saying about MBG? No, I was just saying, it's a bit, bit of an oddball on stage and stuff, isn't it? I just sometimes think, like, yeah, you don't need to do the stuff you're doing, but I don't. I don't particularly like him. I get compared to him all the time, obviously for being a, of similar ilk with the old shaved bonts. But to be honest, yeah, got zero time for him and his bad breath. Is it proven that he has got bad breath, or are you just making a wild judgment? You look. If you look at him on the TV screen as he's doing an interview, I bet you can. Have you got almost smell it? Have you got smell of vision at yours? Have you <laughs> smell of vision? <laughs> Put it this way: the broadcasters were doing two meters away from him before COVID rocked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this two two meters? We've been doing this for a long time. His breath is stink. <laughs> Like Michael Van Gogh is in the room. Uh, number three, please, DT. Uh, my number three is Bartes, um, just middle of the road. To be honest, like uh, there's no real reason. He was quite an eccentric, eccentric bloke, wasn't he? Do you know what that means? Stubbs? World Cup winner. World yeah, Cup winner. I'm, I'm quite eccentric, apparently. Yeah, so you you'd get on, I think. Um, yeah, me and me and Fabs. I would love to see Stubbsy yeah. and Fabian Bartes go for a pie at Cronenberg one weekend. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> what a conversation <laughs> that'd be. They're both little, actually. They're both really small goalkeepers. So they're like a couple of Corinthians <laughs> having a pint. Can I borrow your vape? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this I don't mean this to have just turned into like an impressions round. <laughs> I'm fully uh, enjoying it. Um, Stocksy, your number three, please. Uh, Mike Tyndall, 
at three. Oh, by the way, this means that oh. we could be on for a double match. <laughs> double or treble. excited. I am excited. Forget Mike Tindall at three. Let's crack on straight twos. Say them both at the same time and please be the same. Please. One, two, three. Andre, Andre Agassi. Agassi. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is the best day ever. I've still got another one coming. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, why is Andre Agassi number two, gents? Seems as you agree on this one. Here you go, Stocks. Uh, well, A, he's a tennis player. And I don't know why, but growing up, I, I sort of felt like you were either Agassi or Sampras That's what, in school. Yeah. I don't know why. I just felt that. So, and I was team Sampras. So I don't know why. I just I had one of his rackets, one of his Wilson rackets. And I just preferred Sampras for no other reason. I felt like another day out of So that's sport. why you picked Agassi as number two? As number two, not number one, yeah. He's right, very famous, okay. isn't he? He's very famous. I, I felt I went for them like the most famous on the list, but like number one is someone I'd actually quite like to get an autograph and a beer with. So that's why. Nice. He's very famous. He's, he's done a lot of um, he's done a lot of like random adverts as well. And uh, <laughs> when he was uh, his like uh, his endorsements and stuff after he finished playing, like got milk. Nintendo Wii. Uh, what other ones Big. we got here? Big. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, by the way, he, I was doing him a disservice. Have you seen his mullet in the 80s? Yeah, his oh, mullet. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Exceptional. Oh, yeah. he must have done heads and shoulders. Must have done. They are flowing. I think he did do heads and shoulders, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. They're flowing. I don't know, but he's... He's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no reason for me to put him to, I just, I, I like the bloke, like I say, when you're growing up, he was one of those kind of, he was one of the sportsmen around, wasn't he? And um, out of that list, I would probably, yeah, I, I'd want him, want his autograph second out of that list. I just feel, Stubbsy, that I, I think we, we all celebrated a bit too wildly and the listener has not had a confirmed match count. No, well... Thankfully, um, we've still got one more reveal. <laughs> so I wonder what might happen. <laughs> What's around the corner? Um, <laughs> so, um, lads, I don't know. I mean, it'd be, wouldn't it be good if we got another match here? Yeah, you're so, uh, number, number one uh, for, I don't even know whose go it is, and frankly, I don't care. Can you both go at the same time? Number ones, please. Who's counting this time, Jack Leach. Oh, I really want <laughs> one. You, no, you do it. You do it. Three, two, one. Jack Leach. Jack Leach. <laughs> yeah. It's over. It's the best day ever. <laughs> the best day of my life. Three, it's a matches. It's golden, mate. What a time to be honestly, alive. mate. We need to we need to get the hoodies printed after tonight. The hoodies, the hoodies are going to be flying out the door. Imagine when it's five out of five. 
Oh, the scenes inside my living room. I just don't. Think well, no. If, I'm I'm, ho- I'm hoping if we if we do get to five, it'll be when we're in the studio. Honestly, Take I will match. be Klinsmaning across a five-a-side game live. <laughs> what well, the game's going on? Yeah. <laughs> And then I'm going to get uh, up and I'm going to volley one in the top bin, admittedly, not that high, and just ruin someone's game of football. Well, that dwarf was excited. <laughs> so let's talk hey, about Jack Leach a little bit, because I think he deserves a bit of airtime. I absolutely love him as a bloke. Yeah, I am uh, surprised himself he's number one on my list, but there we are. It's stranger things have happened. It's been a weird year. Yeah. Mate, purely and simply, heroics with Stokes in the ashes. Just what a boy. Real nice guy. Just going about his business, polishing his glasses, getting a sponsorship out of Specsavers for it. And, yeah, just being the support act for one of the greatest ever innings in Test history. You only get that in cricket and you only get that in, in English cricket. That scene doesn't happen for any other team. You don't get that English scene anywhere. Headingly, glorious sunshine, British summer, to win everything, to win it all, and just to hold his his end up. Just unbelievable. What a story. I say clean. Hold his end up. (laughs) I thought he was just happy. (laughs) Uh, The scenes, the videos, the replays of that. Stokes crash. I know that we're talking about Jack Leach, but Stokes wouldn't have got there if it weren't for Jack Leach. Um, when he crashes that ball through the covers and there's just beer glasses and pints and everything just getting launched. It's amazing. I had, um, I had test match special on actually for that. I was watching the the, the on Sky. Is it on Sky? I can't remember. I was watching it on the telly, but I actually had a test match special because it was, I thought it's such a special, um, if this gets over the line, I really want to be listening to test match special. So I did. There's a bit of cricket nerdery for you. I was up at the mm. London watching it with two Australians. If you go to Headingley, it's um, there's a there's a street artist called Burley Banksy. He does lots of um, stuff around Leeds, and he's done um, one of the electric boxes with it. It's fantastic. Go so check it out on Twitter, or I'll retweet it actually from the account. It's brilliant. So that was the greatest ever game of Rank Me Off. Absolutely, I'm I'm blown away. I'm done. I'm tempted to retire the game after that, to be honest. No, you can't. Um, That's so fucking stupid. That's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to have to give the people what they want. It's not getting retired. Yeah, plenty more ranking off to do uh, just yet. So, I think that'll do us for this evening, won't it, Stocks? Yeah, should we wrap this mofo up? You've been listening to episode eight of Gone Off on a Tangent. My voice will be back next week. Better luck, as long as Leeds don't beat Liverpool. And... We are sponsored by the Active Arena and we are sponsored very proudly by Clavering's Removals. I hope you enjoyed their adverts. Thank you for your support as always. The show will be closed out by Hell's Ditch who allow us to play their music. So thank you very much, boys. Local Lincoln Band, thank you for supporting us as well. I hope you enjoyed the show. I've been Adam Stocks. He's been Dan Taylor. Cheerio. And he's been Carl Stubbs. It's a match. <laughs> See you next week. To talk for now.
this heart.